I've said in many episodes that we don't have many environmental role models. Well, I was wrong. Well, at least I found one, a, a big one. I'm going to tell you about a man. I briefly mentioned him in one of my episodes on Alan Weissman's book, Countdown. I'm going to give a bit of a preview. He exposes the absolute self-pitying lie that what one person do doesn't matter. We all say it. We all wish it were true so that we wouldn't have to act. But he made a huge, huge difference. Also, the lie that government has to act first or corporations. On the contrary, the fastest, most effective way for them to act, the corporations and government and other institutions, is for people like you and me to act first. Yes, you, here and now, can make a difference. In fact, the biggest difference that it's possible to make. This guy made enormous nationwide headway in the face of government lethargy and complacency on one of the most challenging environmental issues I, that I can think of. Most people won't even talk about population and how we are overpopulated. And most people, they don't talk about it enough that they don't realize how it underlies every other environmental issue. And unsolved, we can solve every other one superficially and it will re-emerge. To the extent you can get people talking about population, they can't stop their knee-jerk reactions to the same misconceptions. They can't stop associating lowering population with, I don't know, killing people or China's one-child policy or eugenics based on racism or sexism or forced sterilization and abortions. It makes all the sense in the world that people would have them, but these preconceived notions are hampering the most important area for us to work on. So despite most fears and misconceptions, he must have faced the same ones as everybody else. This man made enormous progress. He's not the only one, but I'm starting with him as role models that, as I find them. So I, let's see if I can pronounce his name right. Michai Viravidya. I hope that's right, in Thailand. I'm in the middle of reading his biography. I'm going to read from the back cover. By the way, he also has a TED Talk. I'm going to give a link to that. You can find out lots about him, but I'm going to give you some stuff right here from his biography's back cover and then some stuff from Wikipedia and a bit more. From the back cover. In Thailand, a condom is called a machai. Now here you have to pause. The condom is named after this guy. That's how big of an effect this guy had. Okay, so in Thailand, a condom is called a machai. Machai Viravadya, Thailand's condom king, has used the most anatomically suggestive contraceptive device to turn the conventional family planning establishment on its head. First came condom blowing contests, then t-shirts with condom-shrouded anthropomorphic penises, then condom key rings, followed by a cabbages and condoms restaurant. When it comes to condoms, no one has been more creative than the condom king. To equate Machai with condoms or family planning alone underestimates the man and fails to capture his essence. Machai Virivadya is engaged in a relentless pursuit to improve the well-being of poor by giving them the tools to lead a fruitful and productive life. I have to pause here. This is about giving people better lives, especially people who are the most poor. All right, back to the back cover. His achievements in family planning, AIDS prevention, and rural development are a means to an end, the alleviation of poverty in Thailand. Machai's journey from condoms to cabbages, from his roots, condoms and cabbages, is the, sorry, this is me again. Condoms and cabbages is the name of his restaurant, the, a chain that he started in Thailand. All right, so back to this. From his roots in family planning to his goal of poverty alleviation has spanned 34 years. Along the way, he's been labeled the visionary iconoclast and cheerful revolutionary. He's also an ordinary man with modest origins. I hope you're as intrigued as I am what this guy did. I'm not going to go into all the details, but let's get the highlights from Wikipedia. Machai Viravadya, born 17 January 1941, is a former politician and activist in Thailand who promoted condoms, family planning and AIDS awareness in Thailand. 
Since the 1970s, Machai has been affectionately known as Mr. Condom, and condoms are often referred to as Machais in Thailand. From the time that he began his work, the average number of children in Thai families has decreased from 7 to 1.5. I want to repeat that, from 7 to 1.5, mostly from one guy taking initiative. And that's not all of it, because as we know, it's, not, it's about poverty alleviation. It's about helping people. So let's hear back to Wikipedia. In 1966, he started to work in family planning, emphasizing the use of condoms. In 1973, he left the civil service and founded a nonprofit service organization, the Population and Community Development Association, PDA, to continue his efforts to improve the lives of the rural poor. So this is about improving people's lives, recognizing the importance of not having too many kids. All right, back to Wikipedia. He used such events as holding condom blowing contests for school children, encouraged taxi drivers to hand out condoms to their customers, and founding a restaurant chain called Cabbages and Condoms, where condoms are given to customers with a bill. Now I'm going to the Wikipedia page for the, the PDA, the Population and Community Development Association. From Wikipedia, it's a non-governmental organization in Thailand. Its goal is to reduce poverty through both development initiatives and family planning programs. It was founded by Machai in 1974. In the early 1970s, Vera was the Minister of Industry, but became frustrated with the government's inability to implement a national family planning policy. In his work with the government, he identified a direct correlation between Thailand's poverty and population growth. His immediate concern was the high population growth of 3.2%, which equated to approximately seven children per family. The results, I'm jumping ahead a bit, the Thai family planning programs met notable success. By 2015, total fertility had dropped to 1.5 children per woman. Following on the drop of unwanted fertility, the poverty rate dropped sharply from 32.4% to 10.9%. That's a drop by two-thirds. It's a drop to one-third of what it once was. This is the incredible value of not overpopulating communities. Let me see if I can get some more stuff on what they did. The PDA made various methods of birth control accessible to to rural populations. The PDA discovered that birth control pills were only used by 20% of the population because getting them required access to medical personnel. To target the remaining 80% of the country, they invested multiple initiatives, popularizing free condoms, increasing access to birth control, incentives for women to not become pregnant, and slogans to encourage smaller families. No forced abortions, no forced anything, all voluntary. Let's see, they have a list of different things that they did. Efforts to make condoms more accessible and remove the stigma associated with them, like, all right, here's a big long list. Holding condom balloon blowing contests. Sounds fun. Creating a captain condom mascot. Making condoms available at the restaurants instead of mints. Educating children in school. Having Buddhist monks sprinkle holy water on condoms. Overseeing a, quote, condom is the girl's best friend campaign. Having police officers distribute condoms in a cops and rubbers program. Encouraging vasectomies by making donations into a community fund for every vasectomy performed. Holding a vasectomy lunch for Americans in Thailand. Also increasing the availability of birth control pills by utilizing floating markets to provide contraceptives and birth control pills, by training local shopkeepers to prescribe birth control pills. All right, another thing they did was educating the population about HIV AIDS. So that was, they used military radio stations, which are apparently different than the government radio stations. And also, I think it was on his TED Talk, his efforts were estimated to have saved, because of all these condoms reducing AIDS, I think it was something like 7.7 million lives saved, estimated, by him distributing all these condoms, or his, him and his teams. Next, encouraging development. So they made microloans available to general villagers at relatively low interest rates, 
especially for villages that used contraceptive. Also by creating village banks operated by mostly women to within the village community. I'm more than happy to say I've been wrong about there not being leaders. This guy led a nation. Now, someone might say, wait, 1.5, that's below replacement. Yeah, because everything I know of says that we are over what the earth can sustain and something significantly lower than 7 billion, let alone the projected 10 billion. When it's still rising, those projections that say it'll be something like 10 or 11 billion in, in, 2000, in 2100, it's still rising at that point by those projections. Well, if the planet can sustain less than 7 billion, we have to lower the population. Does that mean sadness? No. I know lots of families with one child, just as much love as a family with multiple children. And after a few generations, when we're back down to, say, 2 billion, 3 billion people, which is what it was before the Haber-Bosch process that enabled us to feed people based on artificial fertilizers, which are based on petroleum, that's how the nitrogen gets into our food. Before then, it was something like 2 billion people. 2 billion, is that too small? Do we not have enough geniuses to solve our problems? Well, at that time, this is before roughly 1920, we had Albert Einstein, we had Mozart, we had Beethoven, we had Newton, we had Shakespeare, and that's just looking in Europe, in America, in Africa, in Asia. And back when we had less than a billion, there were people like Buddha and Jesus, Lao Tzu, Confucius. All over the world, great geniuses came without having more and more people. And it looks to me like having more people when they're all crowded and trying to figure out how to distribute resources that will lower the productive capacity of people who might be their equals. I think it's more the political, cultural, social, environmental context that allows great problem solvers to emerge. And speaking of great problem solvers, I put to you Machai Virvaidya. I hope I'm saying his name right. After this, I recommend looking him up, watching his TED Talk, which I'll link to. A hero on one of the most challenging issues that we face today and who has opened up for me the ability to talk about population because it's about lowering poverty by a factor of two-thirds, saving people from disease and all sorts of healthy outcomes, having nothing to do with the preconceived notions that most people are, including myself up until, I guess I read Alan Weissman's book, can't stop thinking about. But family planning and lowering birth rate, it's about peace, it's about harmony, it's about lowering poverty, it's about voluntary, non-coercive, community-based action.